You're listening to the Mini Market Podcast presented by Tellum Sports. Welcome back to the Mini Market Podcast episode 20. We made it to 20 episodes. I am Dalton here with Connor and Lucas today. We've got a fun show coming up. We have a special guest, our first big interview. We've got a Minnesota high school coach that we are going to talk to, one of the friends of the podcast, Sam Carlson. So that'll be on later today. But how are we doing, guys? How are we doing, Connor and Lou? Excited to be back. 20, man. That's that's It's kind of crazy. Like We had this kind of vision to do a little podcast blog deal for fun and stuff like that. And to be 20 episodes in, I mean, that's a lot, a decent amount of content that we've been able to like throw together. And it's been a fun way to kind of stay connected as, as four friends or um, three friends or however many we have on the pod that day. Um, yeah, it's been a ton of fun. Excited for 20. Hey, 100. Watch out. Here we come. Watch out. Triple digits. Exactly. I was just reflecting back. When did we get to 20? Like, holy shit. <laughs> Feels like we were just all sitting around that little table doing episode one. Come a long way. Any market lot, is here to stay. stay. Isaiah is still out in Hawaii climbing a volcano or something. Designated but, uh, for assignment. We'll, we'll check in on him maybe later in the episode. Get a get a field report from Isaiah. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, the other big news is that Dalton and Isaiah uh, birthdays were this weekend birthday on Saturday. Boys. Same birthday. Nice job. Huge Congratulations birthdays. on uh, being closer to 30 than you are to 20. You old farts. I feel smarter. I feel you're smarter. I feel... I feel like I, I view the world differently pretty... now than I did on Friday. Well, Dalt, we were talking about it. You know, you said, uh, I believe the physical peak for the male male specimen is 26. You said, I, I've heard up to 27. So maybe one maybe one more good year left for you too. And otherwise, it's this all is downhill. It. Yeah, otherwise, this is it. Here's a question. As a former college athlete, so I have a little bit of athleticism. If I were really trying to become a pro athlete in two years, what do you think would be my best bet? Would it be something like bowling? Yeah, like sports wise. Or do you think I could throw? Javelin throw? You got the leg. I was going to say something kind of like obscure, like bowling. Uh, I think badminton. Darts. Would be a good one. Darts. Darts is a great one. I I don't think you can do something that's extremely physical because like it takes a long time to build the body up. Right. And like you're in obviously in shape. It's not like you're you know, skin and bones walking around, but like some of the sports you'd need to be like big physical. Uh, that'd take a long time to get there. I think here we go. Lawn bowling. Let's go oh, with that. Be a good one. You could um, become a golfer. Maybe. I don't think yeah, so. I don't think not, I could fix my slice and driving years, 110 yards. Oh, two years. So. Yeah. Two years isn't going to cut it, but, <laughs> but anyway, sidetracked. I think we should hop right into the wild. Um, first game of their playoff series against the Vegas Golden Knights is today. So by the time this airs, they'll probably already have played uh, played game one against the Knights. But, Connor, a little playoff preview. How are we feeling against the Knights? How are we feeling as a Wild fan? Honestly, we've been talking about it for weeks. And I think if most fans had their choice, Vegas or Colorado, we would have chose Vegas. That may be the wrong pick in hindsight, once we get through this series, but maybe not, who knows? So we've talked about it a little bit, but update the wild lifetime against the Vegas golden Knights are 11, two and three. 
the Wilder 6-0-2 at home um, against the Vegas Knights in the history of the Vegas Knights. So, I mean, you got to feel pretty good as the Wild. We've played really strong against them. Um, we, we've competed down the stretch. I think we talked about it a little bit, but the biggest thing for the Wild is we actually have four lines that can contribute. And um, that's pretty rare for teams like the Vegas Golden Knights who have such high top-end lines at, at the top of the, the rotation, if you will, where their top lines are so strong and they put so much money towards them. Sometimes you don't always get the contribution from the lower lines. So a big thing I think for the Wild is going to be how how can we combat the top line and like top-end talent of the Golden Knights? And then another big question mark is Ryan Reeves. Um He's a pretty large and in charge, really physical defenseman. He's been out for, I believe, most of the year, or at least most of the last month for for the Knights, or Golden Knights. And uh, he, there's rumors that he might be back. And that could be tough. The Wild have really struggled against the Blues, and one of the reasons is because they're so physical. So um, if he's back in the lineup, that will be a big challenge for the Wild to try to match the physicality of the Golden Knights because that just adding that one big bruiser in the lineup kind of shuffles all the lines to the point where, okay, they're pretty big. So um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun series. I hope it goes six or seven games. Um, I think it's going to be up and down, good hockey, and we'll see, man. It's the it's exciting to see the Wild back in the playoffs. They've I think they've been to the playoffs the last three years in a row at least, maybe even longer than that. Um, I know we haven't won a playoff series since 2015, so that'd be great to get off the schneid there. Um, and one other little factoid, uh, lifetime in the playoff, the Wild are 27-50 and 50, um, with one Western Conference Finals appearance back in 2003, I believe. It was so, like really early in the franchise. yeah. It was like the third year in the franchise. Oh, early two thousands. Good to be a good to be a, a Minnesota sports fan, right? Yeah, right back when the wolves were wolves and wild at too. least. So Howling. yeah, it'll be interesting with the uh, with the wild and the knights because I think the wild are five two and one against the knights this season. But so many of the games have been one goal games. Like they've played mm-hmm. eight times, and I looked and I believe six of the games were one goal games. Yeah, one way or wow. another. So, you know, the playoffs, it can break one way or another. I mean, it's going to come down to goaltending, obviously. And then, like you said, hopefully the, the Reeves guy is out for the, for the sake of the wild. But yeah. it's going to be tight. I'm just excited to watch some playoff hockey, man. Some, some amped up playoff sports, always fun. Energy, Got running some fans high. back. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. Are the wild pretty healthy? I haven't looked at their injury report. Is everyone, everyone who's important feeling all right, you think? Uh, the one thing everybody's been talking about is Zach Parise and he being a ha- healthy scratch the last few games. Um, it's pretty evident that he most likely won't play in the playoffs. And so that's kind of weird. Like this is a, someone that we, they've essentially built the franchise around and um, he still has some time left on his contract. So obviously not to get too far ahead, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with this off season um, with him. But yeah, it seems like it doesn't, appear that he'll be contributing too much during the playoffs which is you know kind of crazy but other than that i think the wild are a clean bill of health and uh now we just gotta all pray that uh our goalies stay hot because that's how you win in the playoffs to get a hot goalie and get some guys who can score like fiala and kaprizov so there's really no other sport like hockey where one player 
can completely carry a team, whether they're good or not, the team good or not. One player can just will them through the playoffs. Like even in basketball where it's very individualistic, like you need at least two or three guys to step up. But I feel like hockey, the team can just be playing okay. But if the goalie gets hot, I mean, we've seen like, you know, six, seven seeds make it to the Stanley Cup finals. For sure. I think that's one of the beauties of the NHL playoffs is that they do have so much parity. You know, I think that's a, a rip that people have had on the NBA for a long time is there's, you know, there's the top four seeds. They almost always all advance. It seems like it's always the one or the two seed making it through through the Western or Eastern Conference. Um, in hockey, it it does happen, but it's just like there's so much parity. Games are series are almost always going like four or I mean, sorry, six or seven games. So um, that's one of the definite strengths of hockey is if you got a guy who's hot, you can limp into the playoffs. And all you need is one goal, and he stands on his head for a game, and there you go. You got one of four under your belt. All right, series prediction. Give me your series predictions, games, and winner of the series. Lou, you go first. Wild in six. I'm going to go, unfortunately, I'm going Vegas Knights in seven. Oh, oh God. Well, we're the mini market pod. I'm going with the Minnesota squad. Wild in seven. Seven. I think it'll be interesting to see how the entire West division plays out. I think right now I do not want to play St. Louis. The guys are so St. Louis good. Big, they're physical, and they've they, they won the Stanley Cup two years ago. So they, I don't yeah, know. they just I, know how to wouldn't know be how to my do choice it. of the team to play. Yeah. But um, so I think it's gonna be fun. I think Colorado will most likely come out of the West. Um but I think there'll be some good series in there, and I think Colorado has a good chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. Mike Yo's not still with the, the Blues, is he? The ghost of Mike Yo's not going to hop a lot. Mike Yo, no, thank God. They fired him like mid-season when they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one good stinks. move. Except I, I think he still got a ring. So of course, kind of like did. football. Like if you get traded mid-season, you still are part of the championship run. So. Yeah, that's a that brings Hope up a tails. good question. If you were on one of those teams, you know, if you were on a team early in the season and got traded, or if you were a guy who played like twenty five games in the middle of a season as like a minor league call up on a baseball team or something, and your team wins the championship, so you technically get a ring, would would you like cherish that ring and show that no. off and be like, look at me, I played twenty five games but didn't contribute in the playoffs whatsoever? I mean, I probably wouldn't show it off, but I mean. <laughs> Rings a ring, like I'm. I'm not turning it down. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I feel like the ring is. Oh, this might get a little deep. I think the ring is a symbol of the work that went into it, right? Like that's what I think. A lot of pro athletes, like these are guys who have dedicated their life to being good at their sport, and I think it's more about the journey for them to get to the championship than it is about the ring. Like I think the ring's a reminder of like, oh, do you remember when we? you know, went on that eight game win streak to, you know, push us over the limit, you know, push us over to get us into the playoffs. And then like when we won an OT on the road at this one, like, I think those are the moments that like the ring is a reminder of. So I feel like if I only played the beginning of the year, 20 games or something, I would not like cherish that ring. It would be like, cool. I, I have a ring, but it's like, I wasn't really a part of a championship team because they got rid of me to get better. Is kind of like the logic, right? As Miley Cyrus once said, it's the climb. It's, it's about the, the climb, climb, guys. I agree. I agree. Would you sell your ring? Because you could no. probably get a pretty penny for it. 
If you if you didn't know, you wouldn't. No, because I think people who buy championship rings are weirdos. I don't know why you would buy a championship ring of someone other than yourself. Like, I just don't get it. To me, to be honest, like that's such a weird thing to to me. Is like you bought a championship ring of a guy who like really wasn't on the team, but now you like. You, as a fan, do you feel like you're like a great fan now because you have the ring, or what's the deal? I don't get it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably the same thing as people buying like game worn jerseys and stuff to put up in their their yeah, man caves or basements, I guess. Yeah. But it is kind of kind of bizarre. Um, I'd pawn each diamond on the ring off individually. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like the new championship rings that are like these massive honking things, or do you prefer the old school? Because I feel like that's a very generational thing where like old sports fans get pissed about the new championship rings and are like look at these old ones from like the 1962 nba championship and they're just like a gold lump with like it looks like handwritten celtics 4-3 <laughs> over the la lakers or the minneapolis lakers i kind of like the cool like flashy ones now they're not something you'd wear but it's almost like a mini trophy in a sense yeah they're pretty cool i think like because now they have the extravagant like box and sometimes they have like that little pull that they they like pull out of them or whatever so like i think it, it's kind of like a big production almost and they make these huge deals about the ring ceremony I, i'm kind of have mixed feelings about that but i'm with you i like the uh i like the new school rings some of them are pretty cool for me i just think i don't know i would like to see somewhere in the middle like these rings are so big right now it's like oh my god like I'm I'm staring into like the sun when I when the sun reflects off the rings. Like I'd like something kind of in the middle, but I do like the flash. It's like, hey, you won the World Series, you won the Stanley Cup, you won, you know, whatever it is. Pimp yourself out, man. Get get fitted for that ring size. That's cool. Good for you. Flash it, baby. I also love the box. I think if I was to win, you know, a World Series ring, let's say. I'd keep in the box all the time. I think those just, it looks so cool with like the box open ring just chilling in there. I wouldn't even wear it. There really aren't like rings anymore. But, you know, they're, it's called a ring, but it, you can't even, how can you call that a ring? It's like a diamond box with a hole through it to put your finger in. Yeah, it's, a, it's an RV. I mean, these things are huge. So now let's hop over to our interview. We have this recorded, so let's jump right into it. Okay, so we've been waiting to do this interview for a long time. Friend of the podcast, Sam Carlson on the pod. Connor, take it away. Well, uh, the Mini Market Podcast, we're celebrating our 20th episode by welcoming <laughs> on our third guest and our first real interview. Um, this crafty college pitcher made a name for him at the Division Three level pitching four years at Gustavus, where he etched his name into the bottom of the record books, including <laughs> tied for 28th all-time appearances for a season, wow. tied 11th in single-season saves, tied for 16th in career starts, tied for 18th in career appearances, and tied for 9th in career saves. Hey, top 10. Um, after the conclusion of his college career, this middle-aged-looking man became a coach and teacher building the youth of tomorrow. He's regarded as a vibrant, and in fact, many have called him one of the best coaches that a private education can buy you in South Central Minnesota. <laughs> People have been quoted calling him the lifeblood and the pulse of Crusader sports around the world. He has two asses and a head associated with his name. That would be the assistant football coach and assistant baseball coach and the head basketball coach for the Mankato Loyola Crusaders. So thanks, Sam, for coming on the pod today, baby. 
Wow, what an introduction. I had no idea I was even in the record book, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, I, I called a couple favors in to get you in there, but you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know me, I'm always looking for my name in there, so that makes it easier to find. Hey, you're probably you're probably in the top ten for some appearances and stuff, aren't you? I don't know. I don't think you, so. You, you would spot. definitely be top three if they kept track of like line drives that hit pitchers. Because I swear <laughs> yep. every time yeah. you played, man, those things were just right out. Or changeups in the dirt. Changeups in the baby. dirt. You'd be number one in that. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they I, here's here's a real talk. I think if they would have kept stats for all time pickoffs, I think I might have been up there. You got to. I picked have, off a decent handful of people. That was probably my specialty pitching like walk them and then try to pick them off yep. and if that didn't hey, go well easier. that's why it was a lot of short starts so yeah it's less pitches too you know true yeah just put them on don't even pitch just intentionally yeah. walk try to and pick then them pick off. them off <laughs> <laughs> i should try um, that out this week yeah with some of your kids so how's the yeah. baseball season going sam uh pretty good we're 11 and 2 uh we should be undefeated but we're 11 and 2 and uh it's been weird, man. It baseball's rough this year. Uh, you can tell kids didn't play last year, and uh, basically, and we're single A, so we're not. I mean, it's not great competition or anything, but we have probably five kids who are, you know, know the game of baseball and can play pretty well. And most of the teams we play have about one to two, so mm. we've done pretty well. Um, my little brother's been one of our main pitchers, um, which has been cool this year to have him come over and transfer in. But uh, yeah, we're 11 and two and we got three big games this week and we're looking at a one or two seed in the section. That's Sweet. huge. Sweet. Uh, who who are your losses to? Would you like to call anybody out? Say you're coming for them or? Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> lost to Nicollet, which is the worst team in the state. So that was a tough, that was a tough game, sounds, dude. Sounds like the second worst. It's a weird, so this what we lost the nickel at three to two, and then we went and beat the number three team six to two the next day. So classic. I don't know. Day, and then we lost uh, Cathedral, who's always good in extra innings. Uh, low, my brother had to come out with the pitch count and uh, just kind of lost it after that. But uh, after the nickel game. I literally didn't even know what to say. So I just went home and went straight to the flame and drank by myself. <laughs> so, what um, night of the week was that? <laughs> it was like a Tuesday, I think. Yeah, that could not be. A, there's no better night than, a, than a, during a week than Tuesday to just be like, yep, it's time to drown some sorrow. Right well, it was just, it was bad. It was really bad. Really bad. So you, we've, we've bounced back. So you said like you can tell that they didn't play last year. Is that in terms of like arm strength and like arm con conditioning or what? In I what think ways? it's just it's just more like baseball, like related, like knowing like what to do in situations, and um, it's just bad, man. I don't know. It's like we steal a lot because the catchers literally like just can't throw down, and we have two really good. We have the two best catchers in the section. Both are college pl players. So, like, it's an advantage for us. Nobody steals on us. But, I mean, we bunt and we steal. And every time we bunt, they don't make the play. And when we steal, they don't throw us out. And the good teams do. So, like, we played Bold, who's always really good. And then uh, Cathedral, who's always really good. And um, we'll play MVL and Sleepy Eye this week. So, I mean, we're going to play some good competition. And then in our section, we'll be tough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, most games, I think we're averaging 13 runs a game and giving up three. So, We've had a lot of blows. Yeah. So one of my questions is, Sam, do you guys have captains on your team? 
like yes so for baseball for for uh for basketball so i'm the head coach for basketball mm-hmm. and i don't have captains um i might you know one year but so last year my first year as head coach we had six seniors and they were all you know players you know and mm-hmm. going into it i didn't want to you know because you know captains that it can be a good and a bad thing like there can be a kid who doesn't get captain and he's super mad about it yeah. You know, or there's a kid who gets captain that shouldn't be a captain. That's the part that I don't want to happen because a lot of times it's the best player, the you know, yeah. they're going to be the best player no matter what. They're going to be the captain. And uh, like you, when you were cap- elected captain. So, yeah. But, uh, well, that was more of a, a based on the good look situation, I think. Right. Was like, we should probably have our hottest player be the captain. And so, ex yeah. facto, there I am. Right. But no, that's the way I look at it. Um, it might happen. And we know, we kind of know who our leaders are, whether they're captains or not, but I honestly want all the seniors to feel like they're captains and be able to be like that. Um, and for, for baseball, we have a, our coaches like uh, in his sixties, late sixties, and he's just more old school. And we do have captains for baseball, but really you don't really do anything for baseball wise as captains. Um, but yeah, that's the way I look at it. I don't think I'm going to change anytime soon as far as basketball captains, just cause I want, I want all the seniors to be leaders. Um, yeah. but I think you, once you, you know who the real, you know, the leaders are, and I think mm-hmm. that'll just come and rise to the top. For sure. With, um, <clears throat> talking basketball still, uh, kind of how I was wondering how was like, how was it coaching with COVID and like the masks they had to play with masks Did that like, hinder conditioning did you have to like work harder do you have to condition more did you have to like take guys out more often because you had to play like the full game in on the bench with masks right correct yeah um so when that came out obviously i was i was disappointed like i didn't think we'd have to wear masks for basketball nobody wants to play basketball with a mask on but as soon as it came out i text all our guys we got on a group um uh, group chat like this. Uh, and I told them that we're not making excuses. We're going to do it. Um, every, there's a lot of teams. I saw a lot of coaches on Twitter, you know, um, whining about it and all that. And I just think that's a horrible precedent to set for your kids. Cause now they're going to make it as an excuse. So basically I was pretty hard on our guys. I was like, it is what it is. Like we wanted a season. We have a season. We got to wear masks. So there's no use of whining about it. Cause we got to do what we got to do. So for every practice, for every meeting we just have wore them and when we did conditioning we wore them and our kids honestly did not complain at all and i think i'm not going to take full our our seniors led that a lot because i told my brother i was like they're going to look at you you know and you have to set that but honestly it's not ideal nobody wants to wear a mask right. playing basketball but it, it really uh i think it was an advantage for us just because of the way i made them look at it it was like a lot of teams are whining about this and we're going to use it to our advantage because we're not going to care about it. And, and after a while, I think they got used to it, to be honest. Um, and then uh, as far as COVID, so we were uh, 11 and two going into the playoff or 11 and two going into the last two weeks. And we had three really big games against good competition. And <clears throat> we played a team that got COVID the Monday after we played them. So we had to quarantine and then we had a bunch of guys get it. So we lost our last two weeks going into playoffs and we were the two seed. I think we were ranked eighth in the state at the time. And we had four of our five starters legit get COVID like bad, like, like they couldn't, you know, breathe and do all that. So 
we had two weeks off and then we had one practice and then we played um, the seven seed who is Waterville at Legion Morristown. And they're always pretty good. And they actually were missing two guys to start the year. And basically the only reason they were the seven seed was because they lost like their first eight games. And then they won eight out of nine coming into the playoffs. <laughs> and we had one practice to get ready, to get tough ready. Draw. <laughs> so tough so, matchup and circumstances. Uh, so oh, it was, it was <laughs> brutal. And so we got one practice to get ready and we came out like gangbusters. You know, we were going boom, 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 boom. Uh, we play really tough defense, so we pressure a lot. We get up in guys' face, and I think we, we were up in the floor at all. What was that? We slapped in the floor at all, or oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. We only gave that. up. We only gave up forty-seven points a game this year. So wow. we we play really good defense. We switch everything. Um, we we full court press a little bit um, when we get up on teams, and we were up on them twenty to seven. And then I think with the la- in the last like six minutes, you just saw the legs give out like. So our defense started lacking. Our guys were tired um, and we actually took it into overtime and uh, they banked in two free throws. Oh, and, yeah. love to see so, it. What they call them? Do they call them at least? It was, it was brutal, dude. I, I still, I'm not over it. I haven't even watched the game. Um, mm. It just, it was tough because we had a really fun season and that team was really good. And I think we were starting to, you know, we were going to see who we really were those last three games against two, three really good teams. And, um, it's too bad. Uh, and then having my brother be a senior that made it a lot more difficult, you know, sure. but uh, I think we learned a lot this year. I mean, we were ranked in state for almost the whole year and, but, uh, we got a lot of work to do and we returned four out of five starters and two guys off the bench. So we should be pretty tough, but COVID definitely, uh, affected us. And, but, uh, we got a season though. I know there was a lot of teams in the playoffs that got, didn't even get to play a playoff yeah. game. So, um, yeah, so. A couple of our guys, you know, um, are gone, but we'll be all right. And it was a it was a different year, man. We played eight games for football, which was awesome. We got to play a regular season basically for football and went six and two there. And then we were eleven and three in basketball, and now we're eleven and two for uh, baseball. So we've won a lot of games. Um, so that's been awesome. fun. I think it'd be a lot worse if you weren't very good this year. I think that would have been, you know, a longer season for sure. <laughs> Just try. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine that. So it, it's been fun. We've learned a lot, but uh, obviously I can't wait for it to go back to normal. Yeah. Looks like that's on the, on the I hope near so. horizon. So hopefully. I hope so. So you're busy coaching like three sports. Are you thinking about like next year's basketball season while you're coaching baseball and football? Cause obviously you're the head coach for basketball and an assistant for the other, other sports. So is basketball kind of like a, a year round thing and the other ones are more seasonal for you or how, how do you manage that? Well, so cause I can't imagine coaching like year round. Yeah, no, it's so it's baseball, you know, being in the assistant for baseball, it's baseball in general. Like it, it's a lot like less stress, you know, it's a lot more like it's just easier. Honestly, it's almost it like is. less game yeah. planning. I feel because like, you're what you're the it offensive is. coordinator for football. You're right. the coach for basketball. I feel like you're drawing up a lot of X's and O's in baseball. You just kind of let them play almost. Jimmy right. and, and Joe's not X's and O's. There man. it is. Yes. Yeah. Round, it is literally like, that. Like baseball, you can hit them ground balls till you're you're bleeding in your hands. But at the end of the day, when it gets into a game situation, the good players are just going to step up and make plays and. Really, for pitching, I imagine in high school, it's got to be the pitch count thing that's probably the most challenging and stuff. But throwing strikes, um, yeah, glove that's side, it. glove side. <laughs> I say that all the time with my kids. Oh, me too, me too, me too. 
but uh, honestly, so Dalton, your question. So for ba- baseball, like I'm into it, obviously, like I'm, you know, but like you can only do so much. Like I'll work with the pitchers and we, we, we do, we throw strikes and then the pitch count stuff. So you got to maybe work on some pickoff moves if you can steal an out every once in a while. But uh, yeah, there's only so much you can do for baseball. So right now I've got like our basketball tournaments for the summer and, and honestly, basketball obviously is probably number one but football is right underneath it um for me because uh being the offensive coordinator um being i'm the only coach from Loyola, so we're co-op for football with st Clair. so i'm the only coach that coaches football from Loyola. so i'm it's it's similar to being a head coach for football as well because i do all the stuff at Loyola, you know because our st Clair uh a head coach can't come over there so but uh, football, like you, you talked about the X's and O's part. That's why football and basketball. I never in a million years thought I'd be a head coach. Um, it just kind of, you know, I tried out for it and it's gone all right so far. But football yeah. has always been the sport I've loved the most because of that X's and O's part of it. Um, in in basketball, if you don't have guys that can put the ball in the hoop, you're just not going to do well. And, like you can run whatever you want. If you can't put it in the hoop, you're not going to you're not going to do well. Um, baseball, if you're, if you can't swing a bat and put the ball in play, you're not going to do well. If you're a pitcher and you can't throw strikes, there's nothing I can do. You know, I can work on your mechanics and all that, but you know, sometimes you just can't throw strikes or field the ball. I can't go out. We can take infield as much as they want, but Mm -hmm. they still might not field the ball in football. You can scheme a lot more and you can put guys in good situations. Or, you know, if they're in a four, three, you can, we're, hey, this DN's bad. We're going to option him. We're going to leave him, and we're going to take advantage of him. Or we have a big receiver out here on a little corner. You know, I can take advantage of that. But that's what I like about coaching football is you can scheme towards it. You can watch film. Um, in basketball, you can do that too. But like I said, if you don't have guys who can shoot, you can't score points. Mm-hmm. Um, but football, you can kind of, you know, scheme to get guys open or score touchdowns and, you know, make big plays. So, yeah, that's the way I look at it. But as far as – uh, coaching three sports, I'd say baseball um, is probably the one I, I don't, I don't coach the least, but you know, I'm, I am worrying about football and basketball a little bit more. So you got to explain something to me. So you said for football, you're co-opted with St. Clair, but then you're not for yep. other sports. So do you coach kids in football and then they're your opponents in basketball? Oh, yeah. That yeah, is dude. bizarre oh, to me. That's that is wild. Weird. Yeah. It's, so our guys too, like our football players play against, like they're super they're close teammates. with St. Clair guys. And mm-hmm. that's our rival for basketball. They were, we were both ranked in state almost the whole year. Um, we didn't get to finish the conference. We would have been a conference championship. Um, and uh, we, we split with them in basketball. Um, and it's just a battle, man, but it's fun. Um, I hate losing to them because then I got to hear about it all fall. But uh, yeah. we split with them this year, and they're super talented. And they actually hired uh, Gene Glenn as a head coach there now. I don't know if you guys saw that. He was the third base coach for the Twins wow. um, cool. from, like, 08 to, old, like, 11. I think it was Molitor's first couple years maybe. Or, no, it was with Garden Hire. It was at yeah, the end of Garden Hire. But he's been, like, a major league coach for a long time, and he's from Wasika originally. And he's coming back to coach St. Clair's team who returns everybody. that. Yeah. And so, um, it'll be fun, man. But yeah, I, I coach the same, those same kids and I coach against them in the winter. So I hope they do well most games, except when they play us. So, but, uh, it's fun because they're good and we're good and we battle back and forth. That's gotta be fun for the kids too. Cause they just, just playing against your buddies. Like 
Oh yeah, that's so it wild. Is, I don't though. let them. I could. It is. It's wild, but I don't. I don't let them wild. be buddies during that week. We don't talk about them. They can't Snapchat each other and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sure they still do, but you I was know, gonna say you I, can't. I, I all the phones it in a gets bucket. heated. It gets yeah. a little heated for sure. I, I would I would think there'd be a lot of like shit talking, like because oh, you know you, they probably like you know are hanging out during football season, like oh, at yeah. each other's houses, all that stuff. Like that'd be hilarious. Like guy on guy on Sinclair's team gets dumped by his girlfriend. You're just riding them all game. You're like, oh man, I'd be like the one that well, got away. Who huh? you? Who is your rival, Delano or like, uh, like GSL? Well, it depends like, on the sport. GSL probably for. Like, but like, football. think about if you guys co-opt. And then oh, you we, played him. We in would never lose. <laughs> you definitely would not lose. That's true. But you'd be in like the Eden Prairie yeah. part of the like yeah. state. <laughs> but yeah, it would be it would be it would be so weird to like combine yeah. with a school and because like I pretty a lot of these teams I'm sure are playing all the way up too. So like I, oh, you yeah. probably played these kids from St. Clair since you were in seventh grade, and now you're on varsity with them, who you always thought right. you like were gonna hate them your entire life, and all of a sudden now you're. Now you're on the same team and working towards a common goal. It's kind of wild. And and football is a, definitely a sport where you become super close too. So like yeah. when that co-op happened, like we didn't know what it was going to be. And we've been, I think we've only lost, I think we've only lost seven games in the last three years. So we've been successful, but football kind of gets that brotherhood part of it, you know, and then you got to change that when it comes to winter, because you want to beat them because we're the top two teams in the conference. So mm-hmm. Here's a here's a kind of a, a a different question for you. So obviously you got baseball, football, basketball. Um, do an FMK for me on that one. Uh, Mary F and kill baseball, basketball, or football. Oh, this is gonna sound bad, dude. <laughs> Head coach bad. is killing basketball, is he? <laughs> no, I I love coaching basketball. Um, what? As far as watching. But 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 but. And playing, I mean, it's not even a question. I would fuck football for sure. <laughs> Get that sound bit. We're gonna use. That. <laughs> yeah, I wrap that one up. I, I would marry. I would marry baseball and kill basketball. But that wow, sounds bad. The head coach. Listen to this. Yeah. I hope my players don't listen to this because I love coaching basketball. Ah, get them on here. We need more listeners. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's what it'd be, though, for sure. Like, not even yeah. a question. Not even a question. Have you had um, have you had to cut any players? Do you guys do any cutting at? Yeah, at, I uh, cut Lola? every kid that sucks. Do you actually? Do you cut players Straight or not? <laughs> no, we don't have enough kids to do that. <laughs> but I would. So but any of these would. kids, if they listen to this, I would cut you if we were at a big school. Uh, we could Talk probably. You, you want to. And you want to give them a little taste of what it could be like? Would you like to cut me from the baseball team? We could do a little role play here. All right. Just just sit me down. This is what it could be like, Loyola kids, if you're listening. All right, dude. Well, you're not good. You don't help us in any way. Um, You're not even good good looking. You're really, you're not a good looking kid. (laughs) You're, you're, you're kind of funny, but in like a weird way where people just laugh at you because you're just weird, you know? So that doesn't really help us. Um, your stats, you don't even do the book right. I've That's looked rough. after games and the book's wrong. So I got to sure do it right handed or left handed. So that, that hurts. and so I just think at this point, you're better off just doing art or something, you know, and band maybe try trombone, but you're not a baseball player. So why don't you okay. give me your jersey and head out? 
Well, now that you did Lou, do you want to do me or? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think that was great. I think you really cut to the chase. Uh, I yeah. appreciate you. Didn't I, think pull our the director, I think our athletic director. You might have a phone call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first line being, you're not good. That, oh. I think that sets the tone for the rest of the meeting. <laughs> you really? Hey, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Too. I'm not going to beat around the bush. At least you gave him other options with art and band. Yeah. Correct. You got to give him other options. So we haven't really talked. Um, I think one of the cooler stories in like the state was you coaching your brother for the past year. And like, obviously that's still going yeah. on. Um, like, I mean, what was that like? Cause I imagine coaching my siblings, like I have sisters, but still, I, I think it would be hard not to go into like yeah. sibling mode when they do something cool. Or I mean, I mean like treating oh. them the same as other kids. I feel like you'd really have to like be so, conscious about treating your sibling the same as the other kids. So your sisters, you're, what are they like two or three years younger than you? Yeah. Right. So Logan's eight years younger than me. So the part of like, obviously like I'm super happy when he does something well, but honestly the sibling mode part of it, the opposite was what happened for football. I was really, really, really hard on him, like really hard on him. And our head coach at one point was like, I wonder why he's missing all these reads. Maybe it's because you're screaming at him every time he misses a read. <laughs> and uh, so, and my dad was my head coach. Mm-hmm. So there was times where that happened. I think with me where I was like, dad, like, Oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Like, let me just play. <laughs> and I kind of took a step back and I was like, I'm totally doing the exact same thing that I hated when he would do that. So, and, but like at the same time, like when he'd score a touchdown, like I was happy, but I definitely tried to tone that back. Um, but honestly, so we've talked about it in the past about the possibility of him coming. My hometown um, doesn't put a whole lot of uh, time and uh, work in being winners and doing things right. And it's been frustrating for him and it was frustrating for me. And I had a lot of really good um, – teammates and I did have a couple good coaches but um as far as like the athletic um department in a, as a whole I think that the uh, priorities are aren't you know what they should be and I wanted Logan and they were going to be JV for football they didn't they didn't have enough guys so it was a perfect time for him to come over and uh have fun and like I said I think our to- overall record this year is like 29 and 8 in all three sports Mm-hmm. And I think the record over there is like the opposite. So it'd be like eight and 29. Mm-hmm. So he's had an awesome senior year. He was district MVP for football because I let him do whatever he wants and throw the ball all the time. And I just tried to pad his stats, but uh, um, I'm just kidding. That's well, not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up happening, but uh, we had a really good team. So, I mean, he kind of just, uh, you know, did what we needed him to do and they made big holes for him to run through and he's fast. So, and he'll be a gusty next year too. So yeah. that'll be fun. Love that. Love that. But, uh, yeah. Having him come over, it definitely was a, it was a, it was tough because uh, I was really hard on him, but at the end of it, you know, I, I think we're going to have some really cool memories. Um, obviously the basketball, the first round game, that's something we'll probably talk about the rest of our life when we're sitting at the bonfire, drinking our um, sorrows away still about that game. But overall, he's had really good seasons. He's been all conference. He'll be all conference in all three. And, um, you know, I've gotten closer with him. I really didn't get to be that close. Like, I was in college, you know, he was a fourth grader when I graduated. So I was in college for those four years. And then I've been here, you know, I've been a townie in St. 
competed since then. So I obviously I got to see him play a little bit, but I was coaching. So I really didn't get this is like the first year I've been able to watch his games for the most part. So and I was in his coach. So I've been real close. So but he's really bought in. Honestly, Lyola has been awesome and I think he's enjoyed it and he graduates on um, next Sunday. So it's been a fun year. Uh, It's been a really fun year for our family as well. So would you say like in terms of recruiting him over to Loyola, was there a lot that happened there or like it was kind of like a done deal? We had uh, no, he, 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 when they, when they said they were going to be JV for football, he, he, he was like, we got to do this, but there's a lot of holes you got or a lot of loops you got to jump through. So um, it's a private school. So it's different than a public school, like a public school, you would have to physically move your whole family into that town. Mm-hmm. Um, with a private school, you just have to change your address in order to go to that private school. So basically my dad lives in Mountain Lake. Um, and then Logan stays with him in Mountain Lake. So they changed, we changed his address to Mountain Lake. Mm-hmm. So driving, I mean, he's driving about 60 to 70 minutes every day. Um, during the winter when it was bad weather, he'd stay at my place every once in a while, but we just wanted to make sure we did it right. You know, yeah. I, and obviously we've had in, you know, people from St. James have been trying to catch us all year, um, which sucks. Cause it's like, well, why can't you just let the kid have a good senior year? And, but you know, when we're successful and, um, if you can't tell, I'm disappointed in my hometown, just, yeah. <laughs> I've kind of realized what it's like. Um, you guys, I mean, Hutch is awesome. You, you know, that, that's a great town to have, you know, you have a lot of pride oh, in that. And I'm sure you have some pride in that Washburn, you know, you're always repping Washburn. Um, I have a lot of good friends and I had some pretty good coaches, but yeah, yeah. we actually played them yesterday in, uh, in our tournament, we played St. James and Logan pitched and did pretty well and we ended up beating them. So that was super fun. Nice. Um, and, uh, but no, it's been fun and, Logan's definitely had to grind though. I mean, he's been driving from Mountain Lake to Mankato every day and um, he's had a good year though. So it's been fun. Well, you didn't take the bait. I was trying to get you to admit to recruiting players at a private school. Um, and we were just going to well, sign that in. I show up at the, I show up the Mac at the, at the Mankato West uh, junior high games and the East junior high games and the kids that are sitting on the bench. I'm like, Hey, come here. <laughs> hey, come here. Creepy come guy over the fence. Hey, I got you, some candy. You, you hate your free education? Why don't you come to Loyola? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. What are your parents' jobs? How much do they make? <laughs> yeah. Before taxes, how much do they make? Yeah, right. No, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the recruiting, the whole private school recruiting thing is not really a thing here. I'm yeah, sure it I, is in the I cities. Would, but yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I wish it was. I mean, that'd be sweet, but <laughs> no. I, I have not. He's the only one I have recruited. Nice. Well, well, one decent recruit. That's that's great. Yeah, he's been all um, right. All right. So to jump topics, you're also an elementary gym teacher. Is that correct? Correct. Nice. K through five. So, I've got all the kindergartners through fifth graders. So we we like to do these things that we call like podiums, and so we we'll do like our top three of, um, you know, we did like Minnesota sports names and stuff. Yep. So I'm curious what your your podium, your top three, uh, like gym activities or units would be because. I don't know about you guys, but elementary gym class was, that was everything. That was the best. The best. It's the best, dude. I literally have the best job. Like, I'm sorry. I know you guys probably love your jobs, but I mean, you make a lot more than me, so you better love your jobs. But uh, I love it, dude. I love it. Did you say facts? <laughs> yeah. I said before, oh. I said before taxes. <laughs> oh, I think um, you said fa- that's facts. Like, which it is. Um, 
No, I, uh, it's awesome, dude. Everyone loves elementary P for the most part. Um, I don't really have to, you know, do a whole lot to be awesome because I'm the only guy, Sure. you know, so that's always sweet. Like elementary kids only, you know, for the most part is elementary teachers are always women. Mm-hmm. And then they have the one male gym teacher who's, you know, letting them do, and cool. you know, fun yeah. stuff. And I play music all class. So I get them, I get them into the classics. They know Tom Petty and all that stuff because of me, hopefully. Classics. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Dude, the other day. Get a little Fetty Wap in there from sophomore year. Dude, I wish. Speaking of Wap. I play the dude, kids Bob version of it. <laughs> so I, yeah. But uh, no, the other day, so it was, we're getting to the end of the school year. So I got like a couple playlists and now we've gone through them, you know, multiple times. And the kid's like, can you play some oldies? I'm like, all right. Like, are you talking like, you know, 80s or, and they're like, no, like 2000s. I'm like, what? They're like, that's a kick in the shorts. Yeah. They're like Backstreet Boys and uh, Fallout Boy. I'm like, what? Those are not classic. Those are right up your alley though, right? Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sync, yep. maybe. Yep. 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 So that was a big, I mean, wow. That was, that was, uh, yeah. But uh, top three, <laughs> top three activities. Yeah. Um, capture the pin or like capture the flag. That's always fun because it's super competitive. And then uh, dodgeball. You know, you got to have some dodgeball in there. Trench. You playing playing three step or they they get no steps? They get unlimited steps. What are we talking here? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh wow, whole different game. Do you know what he's talking about? For the soft kids, I don't know what he's talking about. Wait, so inner city kids only get so many steps to play with? What? In dodgeball, no, so wait. we played. We would play the a couple different versions, right? So normal dodgeball in my mind is like you each have two. Te- you're on t- one side of the court, two teams, right? Mm-hmm. Three step. There was just no sides. It was just all free okay. reign, and you only get three steps with the ball. So you can't just like chase okay. kids around and pelt Whoa. them. Yep. So we call it. We call that wrinkle. ball tag. Yeah, ball we call tag. that ball tag. So yeah, uh, we do play that. I don't do the steps thing. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, but uh, that one's free. Next yeah. one's gonna cost you. But try yeah. try to minimize steps that kids are taking. You know, increase obesity in this country. <laughs> Great work, guys. That's what I mean. That's the one thing I was questioning with that is like, what were you, like, are you just standing around a lot? It seems like. But uh, so yeah, what do I say? I got, I got captured the pin, dodgeball, and then probably mat ball. So like kickball, you know, with mats. Yeah. You gotta I was go really hoping you'd say mat right ball. answer. That's you got to go around twice. You can catch it off the walls and all that. So that those are probably three top for sure. Cause that's what actually, if I was in high school, I probably would have said those three too. So I don't know if that's kind of, yeah. I don't know if they're up to the Minnesota state standards that I'm supposed to be following, but we play though. We play those games. Uh, I love the sit and reach. Number one, uh, pull up test. Number two. (laughs) I don't do that. I don't do that. Run pull up test might have been the monkey bars for me back when I was a little kid because I wasn't getting my chin up there. That's for damn sure, (laughs) dude. I don't even do those. I don't do the fitness tests because first of all, like it's kind of dumb or like it's it's kind of over now. Like I don't think a lot of people do it, but uh, I was just thinking about like how brutal it was as a kid. (laughs) It's like so I don't know if it was the same for you, but like. Like we would literally like the kid would get on the mat and like, all right, do as many pushups as you can while we all watch. It's like, what? (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like traumatic. It is. And so like my goal as a PE teacher is like, I want all the kids to like want to come to class. So there's a lot of kids on those days, like for the mile and stuff like that, 
where it sucks. That's their least favorite day of school, you know, or pull-ups. Like they hate that. They have to, you know, and everyone. So like, I don't do that kind of stuff. Like I want to do activities where the kids that might not like PE want to come to PE and do it. Cause like a lot of kids hate PE because of that kind of stuff. So I, I just said, no, like I'm not, and our, our administration hasn't said anything. I, I don't, I just don't like the fitness test. I really don't. I know which kids are good athletes. Those kids I don't worry about. Like those kids are going to like PE. They're going to yeah. pretty much like whatever we do. It's the kids that wouldn't do well in those fitness tests that I want to want to come to PE and be a participant. So that's the way I look at, at it. Cause it, somebody pointed that out to me as like, that day is like the worst day for some kids is yeah, when you do the fitness tests and all that. So yeah, I don't do that kind of stuff. That's my hallmark moment right there. Oh wow, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the high road above us here. My God. <laughs> so yeah. What's your, what's your top three for your gym games from school? Mine. I think mine would have been pretty similar. Map ball was great. Uh, trench, trench or or dodgeball, like they're both awesome. Um, and then we did like we did actual capture the flag outside, and we would oh, have yeah. like at our at, at at our elementary school there were two gym teachers, so like there were two classes going on at once, and so you would oh. play the other class, which was kind of nice. a fun little like get on yeah. board for like your class, except when your class like my fifth grade i remember we were like clearly the inferior class <laughs> like the other class was just loaded like you're like oh there are all the kids that place so then you whined about it not being fair the whole time yeah i'm like this is oh garbage. my god and so then we got, our teach- we got our teacher we got our teacher my play. least favorite student oh god, of course i didn't I whine about it i just competed my butt off sam that's yeah. what oh. i do hey i just go is, out there and compete i'm also not good at capture the flight because i'm slow so like that's the game where like speed. Well, is you were the guard, obviously. Yeah, I was the guard. I was like tackling kids. <laughs> um, but. no, I hear that multiple times a day. We'll play oh, a game. I'll split them into groups. As soon as the one team loses, these teams aren't fair. It's like, <laughs> like, like it went yeah. into overtime. It was, it was even all game. I, I've gone off a couple times about like what competing <laughs> means. Like you're not always going to be on the best team. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you need to just, you know. Be Sometimes better. You're gonna go like, two and eighteen in conference. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I hear that multiple times a day. That's funny. Multiple times a day. As soon as the one team loses, like even if they know the teams are fair, There's, oh, this isn't fair. Oh. You're like life's not life's fair. Not Here's fair. Your first I say that a lie. lot. I say that a lot. That's probably the. I probably say <laughs> that. Man, that's good. Sam's got not <laughs> fair. Sam's aligning with my lawn with a lot of my. <laughs> Views Guess what, world. buddy? Life's not fair. Go back to your mat. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your mat. No, so funny, funny story about uh, ball tag. That game Lou was talking about. It was my first year teaching. You know, I still had a little bit of hair. You know, I was still young. I still had a decent arm, and it was like uh, it was like homecoming week, and I pay, I let them kind of pick what we were gonna do. They're like, all right, let's play ball tag, but you have to play. So I'm like, all right. You know, I'm throwing sidearm. They like make sure the balls it hit their leg. But I'm throwing, you know, I'm getting it in there. And there's one Ripping kid who just it, keeps yeah. talking. There's one kid who just keeps talking mad, like mad crap. <laughs> like time for the and, chin uh, music. Christian, that shout out to Christian. He's one of my good JV baseball players now. But uh, I think he was a sixth grader. 
and uh he's just talking so i'm like all right i'm gonna get him pretty good like i'm gonna hit him in the chest or or uh, below the chest and i oh, throw it groin. got it yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah right um and you and I like when you throw a dodgeball sidearm, it kind of rises. Yeah, you get a little rise on it. Yeah. So I throw it and like I crow hopped into this thing. Like get a running start. This is a, sack yeah. fly. This is a sack fly with Berkner in left field, ready to throw a guy out. Mm-hmm. And uh or Josh Chatfield. Like I cranked this thing <laughs> completely over the top. And uh and like it got him in the face like <laughs> real bad and like you know he's on the ground like no blood thank oh, god good. Was, are we like, talking he's, like the he's... rubber balls or the, like the like nerf thing no it was the it was the soft like okay, dodgeball yeah. one um if it was a rubber ball the kid be dead yeah. <laughs> 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 the heat, baby the heat um no but i got him in the mouth in the nose and he's on the ground and he gets up and I can tell he's like ready to cry. Yeah. And like, he's trying so hard how, not to how cry. Old was this kid at the time? So sixth grade, 12, probably. Okay. So like I'm, you're I'm at that stage, like, like, you don't cry running around. Yeah. No. Oh, I've Logan. My brother is my TA. So like he helps me out with Fayed and we were playing this, this same, the same story, ball tag. We're playing ball tag and he's playing with the kids and you know, we're throwing it somewhat hard. And this little girl, he's about to throw it, and she, like, ducks. So, like, she falls to the ground and just, boom, right in the face. And her teacher is standing in the doorway. And it was, like, the third day Logan had been at Loyola, and she's just bawling. And he just felt – he felt terrible. And I was like, nice one, dude. Like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get used to it. I was kind of mean to him about it just because, like, I knew how bad he felt, so I wanted to make him feel worse. Um, Brothers. Oh yeah, brothers, right? So yeah, man, it gets it gets intense. It gets intense. I just picture Sam walking by that kid he domed, the sixth grader, Chris. That's what you said, get. And just and just going hard to talk with a face full of nerf, isn't it, pal? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. No, I it was the right kid to do it to because I think he was tough enough to like not make a big deal yeah. about it. But I got him pretty good. I did. That's so Love funny. The full crow hop. <laughs> oh yeah. Janitor throw grunt. Oh yeah, and then I did that. <laughs> the pistol guns. <laughs> well, we can let you get going I, unless you guys had any other questions. Like that was a lot of fun, though. I think it was fun to just kind of talk about high school sports and yeah, kind of yeah, some Minnesota stuff going great. on. So, Sam, where can on, Sam? Where can the people find you on Twitter? At Coach Carlson Eight. Coach Carlson you go. Eight. Give him a follow. Yeah. Coach At Carlson Aids. So there it is. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Sam. We'll we'll have to have you back on. For sure, man. This was fun. Good luck. Good luck next season. Peace out, guys. Peace, dude. See you, Sam. Take care, buddy. And we will see you next week on the Mini Market Pod. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Tellum Sports and check out our blog at TellumSports.com. Peace. Go Wolves. Bye. I'll never get those 20 minutes back in my life.